Let's move beyond your comfort zone and into your genius zone because it's time to tap into the higher wisdom within you, your higher genius. I'm your host, Christy Turley, author of the book, The Intuition-Led Business, serial entrepreneur and intuitive intelligence expert. Imagine the possibilities when you can make better decisions and create practical and sustainable solutions using the power of your intuition, your higher genius. This is the Higher Genius Podcast. Welcome to the Higher Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Turley. And I admit, it's been a while. It's been a minute. Actually, it's been a year since I've posted and uploaded a podcast. And I wanted to go through a little bit about why that is and talk to you a little bit about my reinvention story. I am no longer the person I was even a year ago. And I've really let go of this identity that was mine for the last 19 years. I went through a major upheaval. And actually, I love astrology and it lines up perfectly with some of the transits that I was going through at the time. So no one can convince me otherwise. Astrology is a thing. And I feel like I feel like it explained so much about what I was going through. So, you know, let's let's go back in time, probably, let's see, six, seven years. And at the time, I was a business consultant. I had my own marketing agency, 17 years in this business, and helped a lot of people build marketing campaigns, build websites, branding, publicity, social media. I saw all sorts of interesting things happen online um, from the birth of Facebook in around, you know, 2007, 2008. And when I really traced back my career, I started working for a client in 99. I mean, I was 19 years old. I was a sophomore in college and I grew through the ranks of that company. I was given a lot of responsibility for a college kid. In fact, I ran an entire marketing team, an entire marketing department, reported the president, and we made you know a lot of money in a short amount of time. And I learned a lot there. Um, and then I, I left to go to another company where I was a director of marketing at this much, much larger company, ran an entire marketing team as well and did a lot of things. And then I started my business because I no longer was okay with making my, my bosses millions of dollars and not seeing even just a percentage of that. Um, and working for a salary, I was done. So, and I, I've never looked back. Well, so I had had a lot of success. I had worked, um, with fortune 500 brands working on, really fun campaigns. Also, my husband and I started several successful businesses, a couple of them not so successful. And I really felt like I had it all. I had the family, the house, the cars, the possessions, all the achievements, a huge resume. And yet I was starting to feel some discontent. Maybe you've been in this position where you're like, what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I just be grateful for all these things that I've accomplished? And I started to to feel these stirrings of my soul. And I started to ask questions that felt just out of reach. The answers felt just out of reach. Like, who am I really? 
what is my purpose? Like, why did I choose to come to earth at this time? And what's my next level? Like, what's next? You know, I've accomplished so much. What's my next mountain to climb? And how can I feel fulfilled in my work? Like, I mean, I was not feeling fulfilled at all. Like, in fact, sometimes I felt like it was just complete soul crushing work. And I'll explain a little bit about why that is either in this episode or in a future episode, because I feel like this is going to be a multi-parter podcast series. I really do, because I want to take you through my reinvention, how I up-leveled, and then I want to take you through the steps that I identified in case you resonate with any part of my story. So anyway, at first I ignored those those soul-searching questions. You know, I just buried them, thought, you know, maybe I'll think about this some other day. And that didn't work. And what happened was it was like the universe was trying to nudge me in the direction of answering these questions. And when I just wouldn't, it basically slapped me upside the head with a two by four. Opportunities started drying up. Marketing techniques that I flawlessly employed stopped working. And remember, that's what I do at this time in my life. I run a marketing company. So when my own marketing techniques stop working, thankfully not so much on the clients, but my own, (laughs) my own business techniques on our other businesses, they were falling flat. And I was like, what the heck? Like this worked and now it doesn't. And I just felt stuck in the mud. I felt like I was spinning my wheels and I tried so hard to fix things. I hired a new project manager And then she didn't work out. And then another one. And then another one. And it's not their fault. I hired more and more people. I threw money at the the problem. But what I really needed was a change. But how? And what? What was the change? Like, again, I have this huge resume of achievements. And I definitely did not need to achieve more or do more. And I was constantly in fight or flight mode. I mean... I felt completely pulled in multiple directions all the time. I would have hypervigilant thoughts keeping me up at night, um, ruminating over conversations I would have with clients. And I just, I felt chained to my business. I felt like I was burdened by other people's projections and expectations of me. Like I was trying to live up to everybody's perception of who I, who I was putting myself out there to be, who, what my public persona was, whether that came in the form of, you know, participating in the high demand religion that I was raised in and being like the religious good girl. Also like in business settings, having all the answers, being able to deliver the results being able to read minds pretty much clients expected that like, well, I don't know. I'll I'll know when I see it, like that kind of attitude I was always working with. And I was just attracting clients that were just as stressed and just as unhappy as I was. And, you know, they had the money to pay for the services, but it just wasn't good. You know, it, it wasn't a good match to who I really felt I was inside and who I was really wanting to attract. So, I mean, I just was in the state where I wanted to take a vacation totally unplugged 
not take my phone, not take my laptop, but I didn't feel like I could do that. And I was really just craving for that. So I hired coaches to try to help me discover, you know, what's next for me and focus on my internal world. And, and, you know, we started looking at subconscious beliefs and patterns and conditioning and all of that helped. It really did, but there was still so much more that I needed to do. And so I started tapping into my intuition and I really started developing my intuitive superpowers. And I was clearly getting advice and techniques from a lot of people around me, whether it was, you know, internet gurus, you know, the internet gurus in my mastermind that I was a part of, um, just keeping on top of trends so that I could help clients. And I thought jokingly, you know, maybe if I were more psychic, I could figure this stuff out and get back on tri- track. And I was totally, I was totally right. So that's, that's where I spent a lot of time was in developing my intuitive superpowers and really tapping into what it was that I wanted. And I found that this was extremely difficult for me to do. First of all, you've got to understand a little bit about my background. You know, my parents raised me in this very high demand religion. And one of the teachings, or at least culturally, but I would say it's probably doctrinally (laughs) taught this way, is that spiritual gifts are only available to the men who are in top leadership positions. And if somehow your personal insights, your personal intuition differs with what they say, then it must be wrong and you need to try harder you need to ask more sincerely and be have more intention behind your asking so that you come up with the same answer that they've come up with. Well, that's great and all, but that wasn't working for me anymore. And I felt like there were so many things that I felt like I I like my values weren't aligning with this anymore. And I felt like, you know, why am I giving up my power to these men who don't know anything about me or what I came here to do? Only God knows that. Or if you align better with source or universe, that's not for them to decide for me. And so anyway, it took looking at that and really confronting that with a lot of bravery and then really deconstructing all the things that I was taught, not just from religion, but parents and grandparents and society. And I looked at all these things and it was very, very painful. And at times I felt like the ground underneath me was totally unsteady. And looking back now, I can see that I was going through probably three different spiritual awakenings, not at the same time, but pretty much every two years I was going through a major spiritual awakening. And I guess I can thank my, you know, intuition development for that. And it's hard waking up. Sometimes you just wish like, I wish I didn't know what I just learned. I wish I could go back to being unconscious and not realizing, you know, all the ways that I've given my power away or all the things that I thought I believed, but they never really aligned with my values or who I am at soul level. So 
I started to listen to these nudges from the universe and I started to integrate this side of me into my business. And at first I did it in very quote, air quote, acceptable ways. And I helped clients by developing very authentic, heartfelt campaigns that did really well, like so well that it felt like a secret sauce. They were like, how are you doing this? Um, I remember one time there was a campaign that we helped a client with and their, their results were like six to one. Like basically they would pay $1 and get $6 back. And after we applied some of these authentic, empathetic ways of marketing, their results went from six to one to 30 to one. So that's like making $30 for every dollar you spend. It's really good. And to my knowledge, 10 years later, like that particular campaign hasn't been beat. Anyway, I was doing these things in very acceptable ways, but the universe really let me know I hadn't gone far enough. And eventually I felt like I could no longer return to that safe comfort zone of 17 years running this marketing agency. And I knew there was something else for me to explore, maybe even a new career direction, which really scared the crap out of me. And I really found myself in this dark night of the soul. The dark night of the soul is basically this, this, it's a collective experience, meaning we all go through this at one point or another. Some people have a quarter life crisis. Some people have a midlife crisis. Um, some people go through a death or a divorce or a financial crisis or a religious faith transition, spiritual awakening. All these things can make the ground under, underneath our feet feel really unsteady and it's a difficult place to be. And I was experiencing all these little mini deaths of my values, of my beliefs, and even my identity, and specifically my ego identity, the identity my ego most liked and most wanted to identify with. So I really looked at that identity piece. I looked at what did other people perceive me to be and who am I actually? Who is the person that I was conditioned to be in childhood and who am I actually? I mean, at the soul level, not what I think I should be, but like true self, authentic self, soul level. Who was the person I was being at business meetings and who am I actually? And then I began to look at my beliefs and values because look, I had conflated the two. I had really wrapped up my beliefs and values into my identity, like so much so that in within this religion that I mentioned earlier, you know, I could see how some of the teachings really created like this spiritual, I hate to say it, spiritual narcissism, elitism, where I thought I was better than other people because of the fact that the religion, you know, claimed to have all these truths that no one else had. And I looked at that and that, believe me, was very difficult to realize. I looked at all the beliefs and values, again, that my parents and grandparents taught me, the, the religion, and ones that I had about myself. And most of them were just projections, projections of other people, 
um, that I've met in my life that they were expecting me to be a certain way or conditioned me to be a certain way. And I took a look at all the ways that I had given away my power, whether that was to business experts I was listening to, whether that was clients and trying to people please the clients, uh, whether it was to masterminds and maybe valuing some of the things that were said in those rooms more than I would my own voice, organized religion, as I had mentioned, spiritual teachers, not even like in religion, but like outside religion, spiritual teachers, um, and to the facade that I maintained to the outside world. And I, I did all that so I could get to the bottom of it. So I could get to finally meet my authentic self, like the true me. And I felt so, before I felt so disconnected from her, if someone would ask me, Hey, you know, what do you want to do? You know, what do you want to do with your life? And I'm like thinking, I don't even know what I want to do today, much less the rest of my life. Even though I looked like from the outside, I had all my stuff together. It was like, I couldn't tap into my desires and who I really am. And that's why I am so passionate about intuition and intuition development, because without that inner voice, without being able to connect to that inner soul, we're lost. We're basically serving everyone else. We're serving up a projection, a persona to everyone else, and we're, we're disconnected from ourselves. So anyway, I recalibrated who I am back to returning back to my authentic self. I recalibrated what I valued and what I believed. And, and I was just, you know, at this point, really tired of living a lie. I wanted to feel fulfilled. I wanted to feel happy and content with who I am. And really, that took also accepting all of me, my strengths, my weaknesses, things I would rather, you know, hide from other people to maintain a perfect persona to the outside world. Um, I was just tired of living that lie. It was exhausting. And all of this that I'm talking about, this is what is referred to as shadow work. And most people think it's like confronting the shadow, looking at the really ugly parts of ourselves, but that's not all it is. It's also uncovering the bright parts of ourselves that we have rejected or that others have rejected in us. And it's, it's all about uncovering that buried treasure within, finding those hidden gems within our, our soul. And in the process, you know, I learned who I wasn't. I learned more about what my genius is, what my purpose is. And I expanded my capacity to grow a bigger business and a bigger life and all that to say, like, that's all fine and good, but it came, then came like this really like difficult test. Like, would I actually make the changes that I know I needed to, to, to make in order to align to my authentic self? So it's one thing to understand more about who you are at soul level. It's quite another thing to start making changes in your life and your business to reflect that to the outside world. You don't want to let people down. What if you lose everything? You know, all these different questions could be running through your mind when you're looking at making a big change like that, aligning. And, but it was worth it because I wanted to feel more fulfilled. 
And of course I, I made all the changes and it took a lot of bold action and courage. And honestly, part of, part of that action is also getting back onto this podcast and sharing my story. You know, I've been sharing this with my private clients, but not publicly up until now. And it's taken some time to get to a place where I felt comfortable talking about it and to really heal the things that I mentioned so that I could talk about it without crying. (laughs) So, you know, I came to realize that my identity really is more than just a job title or achievements or my business or accomplishments and on and on. So in 2020, you know, this is also a time where a lot of us experienced a major upheaval um, for a couple of years, even some people are still going through it as I record this episode now. And this was really a collective dark night of the soul. It probably, in the way that my personal dark night of the soul, it probably made you look at some things that you had been too busy to look at before. And hopefully, you know, a lot of you have come out of it, but if you haven't, my heart goes out to you. And, you know, (laughs) it is not an easy thing to go through at all. And you feel like your whole world is crumbling around you. Your external world could be crumbling around you. Your internal world could be crumbling around you. It is a very uncomfortable place to be. And my hope for you is that you don't just try to rush through it or you don't try to resist it, um, that you surrender to what's going on, not give up. That's not what I mean by surrender, but just be accepting of where things are. And that's really the inspiration behind the next few episodes. I want to go through my roadmap that I created of an up level because I truly feel like on the other side of the dark night of the soul is a huge up level for you, a giant leap. You'll, you'll come out the other end of this, a totally new person, a rebirth, if you will. So in the next few episodes, I will be going through that, through each of those stages. So you can identify where you're at. I'll explain, you know, what are the signs that you might be going through an up level, like the emotions of each step, the cost of staying in the step and not moving on, understanding how you got to that phase of an up level in the first place. There's four phases, um, common missteps of each phase, what constructive business actions you could do in that stage and which ones to avoid. And I think that you'll really find a lot of solace and validation in those episodes. So anyway, back to 2020, I wrote a book called The Intuition-Led Business. And this was a long time coming. I mean, ever since I was a child, I felt like I was going to write a book. And then, like, I would say three years, about three or four years before I actually wrote the book, I got this, like, intuitive nudge that I was going to be writing a book soon. And so I tuned in to my intuition and I was like, oh, yeah, what's the what's the subject? And the answer I got was intuition. And I was like, oh, okay, really? All right. But it didn't feel like it was 
time yet. And then a couple of years later, well, a few years later, whenever 20, 2019, whatever that was, um, I, I started to feel a little bit more of a stirring and then it was just like this interesting series of events because I had a client ask me, you know, Hey, um, do you think I, I could write a book? And I was like, Oh yeah, heck yeah. Here's how, here's how you could make it a bestseller. Like, cause I knew everything about this guy and his business. And I, I outlined out something really fast and I was like, yes, totally. He's like, what about your book? And I said, Oh, I don't have a book. And he says, he, he just seemed really surprised. And then the next week a client asked me, Hey, when are you going to write a book? And I was like, Oh, I don't know. I kid you not, like another client the next week asked the same question. And then the following week, I get a voicemail. It was the wrong number. The voicemail was saying, call us back immediately. You've been selected. Your book has been selected to be featured at our very you know, prestigious event. That's what it sounded like anyway. And I was like, holy, holy cow. Like, I wonder if I'm supposed to write this book now. Like, is it time? And so I prayed about it and, it, and it, it was, and I felt some urgency to it. And so I, I wrote it really quickly, actually, like it took me two or three weeks during the winter, like between December and January. So during the holidays, and I wrote that first draft and it just, it felt so liberating because here, here I was, I had gone through this massive transformation. I had gone through a couple of spiritual awakenings thus far. I've had one since I wrote the book, which is interesting. We'll get into that later. But yeah, I, I, felt, I felt like intuition is the one thing that entrepreneurs and high performers, like high achievers, could really benefit from because I feel like a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs, and I've, I've worked with thousands of them over the years, personally, like up close and personal, like one-on-one, -on -one. I'm not talking about teaching a class. I mean, I've done that, but I mean, I've gotten to know these people really well. And, and it's like, we don't spend enough time in the stillness using the other part of our brain. There's really three levels of the brain or of the mind. We've got the conscious level, we're all familiar with that because that is what we're operating with right now as I'm speaking and, and as you're listening. There's the subconscious mind, and this is what runs everything. The subconscious mind is actually what's in charge. These are beliefs that you don't realize you believe. Sub means beneath, conscious means awareness. So it's beneath your awareness. So this is where dreams come from. They usually point in the direction of some kind of healing or even it could be a future event, of course. And then we've got the superconscious, and this is more what I feel like is your intuition. This is your higher wisdom. This is like your wise owl, you know? And so when we can really learn and hone these intuitive skills, which by the way, anyone can learn, we're all born with these intuitive superpowers. I don't care what anyone says. If there's a psychic out there who's talking about, oh, you're either born with it or you're not, because I've heard those people before. It's not true at all. In fact, I have a blog on my website that goes through the 10 phases of intuition development. If you're curious and would like to go look at that, that's Christy Turley, 
com forward slash blog. I'll leave that link in the show notes, but just to kind of see where you're at on the list, I think is so helpful because we all start from somewhere and we can all strengthen those muscles. Just like going to the gym, you know, it takes practice. It takes strengthening those muscles. Anyway, I feel like intuition is the thing that's going to help us most of all in the future. I mean, we saw the upheaval of 2020, you know, I don't like, I am very optimistic about the future, but I also know that we are headed towards some innovative times and intuition is really the thing that's going to help you get those ideas and inspirations that's going to carry you through the next several decades. So anyway, back to the punchline of my, my reinvention story, I took this book and I published it. And then, you know, throughout, you know, these, these years leading up to the book and even since, like I've really gotten into a lot of science-based and alternative healing modalities. And I became a student of everything. I mean, I got certified in mindful mindfulness-based cognitive behavioral therapy, which is kind of just this new take on CBT. It's mindfulness-based, very cool. Hypnotherapy, neuro-linguistic programming, um, strategic life coaching, also like things that you may or may not have heard of, like spiritual response therapy or SRT, applied kinesiology, you might know it as intuitive muscle testing, dousing, emotional freedom technique, EFT for short, emotion code, Akashic records, remote viewing, channeling, mediumship, um, other things that I just think are really cool and interesting, human design, astrology, gene keys, Reiki, sound healing, chakras, you know, learning about heart opening, inner child healing, core false belief programming, you know, that kind of went with the hypnosis and NLP that I mentioned before, shadow work, meditation, mindfulness, masculine and feminine wound healing, past life readings and clearing, super cool, generational healing, you know, um, retrieving missing facets of the soul, ancestral vows, past life contracts, energetic healings, so many things. Anyway, I, I just, <laughs> I love this stuff so much and I have found it so helpful. I've found practical everyday applications for this knowledge that are life-changing for me, my family, my clients. I've seen people's businesses up-level so fast because of these things that I've learned. So I have a lot of confidence in them and I know that they come from a very light and bright and divine place. So anyway, I started to transition my business from an, a marketing agency to you know, offering marketing services, web design services, all that, to a coaching and consultancy and e-learning business. I also love to do keynote speaking. And it's really around this idea of helping people reprogram their subconscious mind and then also looking at the superconscious mind, the intuition side of things, and then applying those things to up-level a business. Sometimes our subconscious beliefs are really what's between us and our end goal. And I feel like intuition 
can help us identify what those subconscious beliefs are so much faster. Not only that, but intuition can help us identify factors that might not be apparent in the third dimensional reality in this physical earthly plane. There could be other influences affecting us from a spiritual and energetic level, even emotional and mental levels. And these are things that are unseen to us. They are outside of our conscious awareness. And I feel like when those things are identified and cleared and healed, people can move so much faster. And so this is what I mean by one of my taglines for my business is slow down to speed up business growth. And so anyway, I hope you'll join me in the next few episodes when I go through the four levels, the four stages of a business up level. And this is really like for you so that you can see how to navigate wherever you are in this cycle, wherever you are in your reinvention or this massive shift that you're going through or this up level, however you want to phrase it and know like the best actions to take and the best questions to ask yourself. And I've, you know, I developed this because of what I had gone through and also looking at patterns. Like I love identifying patterns and trends. Like I see them so quickly and when someone's talking to me, they could even be talking to me for like just a couple of minutes. I can identify so much, even about their subconscious beliefs, and then add to that all the intuitive information that I'm getting about them as well. And I can know just where to take them. And I, I just love it. So if you would like to learn a little bit more about intuition, I encourage you to get my book. It's on Amazon. It's called The Intuition-Led Business. There are also uh, links out to Amazon and a free course that I offer with a book, a bonus that you can get at intuitionledbusiness.com. And then I also have a masterclass, a 10 week cur curriculum called Intuition Upgrade. And that is at intuitionupgrade.com. And you can go there. We're opening enrollment again soon. You can go there and add your name and email to the wait list so that you can be notified when we open it up again. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and join me for the next episode, which is part two of this series, where we'll go through the signs of an up level and we'll go through stage one and all the things about stage one. And then of course, we'll go through each of the stages in the subsequent episodes. So we'll see you soon. I hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please subscribe and leave a like, comment, and or review. Every interaction, whether on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform, helps this podcast to reach more people like you. Thank you for tuning in to the Higher Genius Podcast.